Well, you may be seated. <laughs> we all have a history. We all have a story. Every one of our stories are unique. And together, they make up a great tapestry in God. We each have a gift. We each, in knowing Christ, are a distinct, unique member of the many-membered body of Christ. And so we give value and significance to each part, to an eye, to an ear, to a foot, to a hand, to a heart. Father, I just submit myself to you. Submit my awesome, wonderful brothers and sisters. Your word says that your strength is perfected in weakness and But Joel, it says, let him who is weak say, I am a mighty man. So I ask for your help. Ask the Holy Spirit to go beyond the articulation of my heart and the pon- many ponderings of my mind. <laughs> For Jesus' sake. Amen. I need that stack. <laughs> I have a stack. It's called a stash. I need it just this here. I need this bottom up right here. Okay, God. Hi, we're here. Yes, okay. Yes. He and I have many conversations together. Uh, my late wife, Michael Ann, used to say I had the ministry of sanity. I made other people feel sane. One of my life scriptures, I have about 300 of them. <laughs> oh, God, have mercy. Joseph, Mary, anybody out there right now, help. Okay. Sorry. I'll get that. I'll get up my cross so I'm authentic. My Russian Orthodox cross. That I'm not supposed to have because it's illegal to get out of the new country. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my 
Savior all the day long. This is our story. This is our song. We're praising our Savior all the day long. One of my favorite verses, the passages, comes from Leviticus chapter 6. Some of you know me, know this quite well. And the fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. And it is to never. And the fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. But for there to be a fire, there must be a sacrifice. And the fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. And it will never There ain't no African Americans here today. That's really bad. But would some of you please act like one? Somebody give me a witness right now. Come on. Is there any amen out there? The fire is to be kept burning continually on the altar. And it's never, 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 never. It's to never. It's an Old Testament typology, we all know. But in the royal priesthood of Christ Jesus, we're by faith. Every man, boy and girl in Christ are a priest and a minister unto God. We each have that call. That's not by gift. That's not even by your position or function. That is the birthright of every priest minister in God. Years ago, some of my, one of my four great, awesome, amazing miracle kids finally got it. They saw me go around the world. They saw me go from here to there. I'd come home. They didn't have a clue where I'd come from. One day I remember when one of them came up to 
think I'm finally starting to understand you. Your greatest minister is not before man. I was so glad when I heard this that day. Dad, I think we're finally starting to get it. Your greatest minister is not before man. Your greatest ministry is before God. God is the original equal opportunity employer. <laughs> One of my other favorite life verses of course comes from Isaiah 62. I have chosen I have appointed watchmen on the wall who will give themselves no rest and will give him no rest until Jerusalem is established as a praise, as a praise, as a praise, as a praise in the earth, not just in heaven, folks, in earth. That has not yet fully happened. That has not yet fully been fulfilled. But some way, somehow, I'm shifting from out of misery Christianity into a glorious eschatology in which there is yet a day that is coming where Jerusalem will be established as a praise in the center of the earth. I have appointed watchmen on the wall who will give themselves no rest some of you resemble that right now. <laughs> I will give him the rest until Jerusalem is established. Not Nashville. It includes Nashville. But until Jerusalem is established as a praise of the earth. And of course, one of mine, like yours, favorite other verses comes from Jesus in his hour of difficulty when he was in Gethsemane. The disciples are at a distance. They couldn't comprehend the realm of suffering that he was enduring. Jesus turns to them. He asks them a question. Jesus turned to those disillusioned disciples. And Jesus turns to disillusioned disciples in an era of confusion. 
And he asked the same question. Could you not tarry with me an hour? He has the same question on his mind. In an hour of difficulty, in an hour of transition, in an hour of suffering, in an hour of the glory yet to be revealed, he still has the same question on his mind. He didn't even say there, would you pray with me an hour? That is not what he asked. He asked, would you be with me? He said, would you come be with me? He said, would you carry? Would you push Selah? Would you push the pause button long enough from your own agenda and just be with me a while. Terry. Yes, prayer is included. But Terry, wait. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Those who wait, those who wait, those who wait upon the Lord will renew His strength in them. S.D. Gordon said, You can do more than pray after you've prayed. But you cannot do more than pray until you've prayed. David Wilkerson, the late David Wilkerson said, The souls that are first one in the street are first one in the closet of prayer. said we must achieve everything through prayer to be able to keep what we have and to defend it against our enemies the devil and the world therefore it is the particular work of Christians who have the spirit of God to be incessant and constant in their prayers Ian Bounds a Nashvillian Franklin man of prayer said God shapes the world by prayer. The more praying, praying there is in the world, the better the world will be, and the mightier the forces against evil. And God continues his cause and his purpose on life, of life on earth, through the eternal value of prayer. John Wesley said, one of my mentors said, God does nothing. And that's where most of the church finishes the quote. God does nothing. 
but an answer to prayer. Andrew Murray, as many of you heard me say when I do go to heaven, I actually visited there two weeks ago. I had a little visit for a while. But when I get there, there, and I get in some lines, I'm going to get in the line of Andrew Murray, who marked my life by his writings like, With Christ in the School of Prayer. Andrew Murray, the Dutch reformer, said, God's intense longing to bless seems in some sense to be graciously limited to his dependence on intercession. God regards intercession as the highest expression of his people's readiness to receive and to yield themselves wholly to the working of his almighty power. God rules and his, his church through the prayers of his people. That God has made the extension of his kingdom to such large extent dependent upon the faithfulness of his people in prayer is a stupendous mystery and an absolute certainty. Watchman Nee said, How is God's will done on earth? Only by remembering that the church of prayer is heaven's outlet, the channel of releasing heaven's power. That this ministry is our greatest possible work. Francis Asbury who prayed real close by across the street. Every city has a story, has a history, and every person has a story. Whether it's been the march for Jesus that at its height in the United States of America had its largest gatherings in 
Music City, USA. Often led down Music Row by one of our statesmen named Ricketts. Jesus people movement in a little building next door where people gathered not knowing what they were doing because a non-instrumental church of Christ pulled out guitars. Smith and a whole entourage came forth. A whole entourage came forth. Whether it's been the National Day of Prayer by presidential decree, or whether it's been the Global Day of Prayer, the largest prayer gatherings, it still hasn't quite hit yet North America seen as well as it has on the African shore, where it is the singular largest day in all of church history where people seek the face of the Lord. I was there with Robert Stearns and Jack Hayford in New York City to bring together leaders, and we signed a covenant for the first Sunday in October of every year, the day to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Two things go on my calendar first every year. The first Sunday in October and the National Day of Prayer. Other than my kids' birthdays and my former anniversary. Those are the first two dates that always go on my calendar. The National Day of Prayer and the day to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So whether it's the National Day of Prayer, the original spiritual warfare network that morphed into the strategic prayer network that merged into the apostolic something another network and things changed their names so many times I can even hardly keep up with it. <laughs> and today it's called the Reformation Prayer Network and the Heartland Apostolic. Whether it's the Governmental Prayer Alliance Many, many, many different forms. Because we need it all. Yes, we do. I saw a vision. Sometimes I move in that realm. And I was ministering at the Carnegie Hall in the West Coast. And I saw the amber letters written out in front of my face. S-H-O-P. And I thought to myself for a moment, God, you're really funny because you know, dude, I really do like to shop. 
this mean? And immediately the voice of the Spirit came to me and he said, Oh, I have something I want to add to the movements of the house of prayer. It's time for the shop. It's time for the salvation house of prayer. It's time, folks, for the salvation. It's time to shop for souls because God has the harvest on his mind. It's time. Bob Perry, where did you go? It's time to shop. And in whatever you do, and whatever you put your hand to in this second round, let there be salvation prayer. Because God's got the harvest on his mind. Yes. Yes. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Jesus, people, charismania, Pentecostals, evangelicals. Liturgical, orthodox, non-denominational, no label, Church of Christ, independent Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist. We all need God. to pray for the peace of Jerusalem to the call 7 7 plus 7 I had the joy years ago dear Larry Tomsack here in Doris Larry was the first mentor to Cheon and then via Larry Tomsack to to Louis I had the privilege years ago of spending 90 days in seclusion and prayed in the gift of tongues for 6 to 12 hours a day for 3 months. Sometimes more than that. And in that period of time, there would roll on the inside of me divine intelligence. And there was one phrase out of eight that stuck with me. The fire on Restoring the Moravian landscape. So after 90 days of what I considered a jail sentence, I got my jail set free card. And I went to Vancouver, British Columbia to release my first set of messages on restoring the Moravian landscape. And some hungry wild man in Pasadena, California got in a car because he heard that another strange wild man was going to release the declaration of the restoration of the Moravian lampstand fire on the altar. I didn't know it, but he drove all night up the entire West Coast. And at the last meeting when I am releasing the final message of the trumpet 
stands in the doorway, mooing when I pronounced it got there just lose just like God. Sometimes he's slow, but he's always on time. And he stood in the doorway, and I pronounced the restoration of the watch of the Lord. Fire fell on him. He left, got in his car, and he drove back. And that was part of the igniting that helped him launch three straight years of prayer round the clock that launched the call movement of worship and prayer. So that's when Lou decided to come here. Out of relationship and history, then he tapped me. Not because I was the best. Not because I had the greatest platform, because that was not true. It was covenantal friends. In prayer. So he tapped me to chair 7707. I pulled together a ragtag team. Some of you are here. Scott McLeod, Steve Fry. I was a part of that original steering team. And so then we met together at the Caleb Court. I'm turning a corner, another corner. We met every month. Leaders, prayer leaders, to try to help undergird and network. And the afterglow of 7707 was like, well, what do we do? That was the birth and ground for Worship City Alliance. That came from out of desperate people who simply wanted to get before God as leaders of congregations and ministries in spirit-led worship and spirit-empowered prayer to seek the face of God for revival, renewal, and reformation for Nashville, Middle Tennessee, and beyond. That is the original DNA of WSCA. supposed to be just the next ministerial association. That was not the foundation of WCA. While valuing that, it, everything has its place. That was not the DNA foundation of WCA. Its primary goal was first abandoned leaders of Christ to ban the band of warring brothers and sisters 
to come together in spirit-led prayer, spirit-empowered worship, to seek the face of the Lord for revival, renewal, and reformation for Middle Tennessee and beyond. And so here we still are. Many dangers, toils, and snares we have already come. Original steering team, might not have this quite right, was Dale Everest from New Song, myself, Scott McLeod, Bob Perry, and others brought in along the way. Jerry Bryant and Steve Flanagan carried the flag and the torch for several years. And then I had had to step aside for somewhat because of a great deal of crisis management in my own life. A couple, two and a half years ago, I just felt tapped from the Lord again to step to the plate again, and so I did. And then along with that, helped to bring Kimball Knight to the plate. I love all of you. <laughs> David Fitzpatrick has been one of the most consistent behind-the-scenes prayer warriors for this city for years. Dear Barbie Doyle, this is so dangerous what I'm doing right now. You're a torchbearer. You're a torchbearer, dear. And we still need you to carry the flame. Laura Harris-Smith was the first strategic spiritual warfare prayer leader, and I still honor her greatly to this day. Before there was a Marlene Tidwell, I can't remember her name, that little short Baptist lady. She still prays. What's her name? No, not Sarah Lowe. Bobby Petray. Dear Lord, she needs nominated to sainthood. And the Sarah Lowe's and the Onionico. And the Ann Bell who used to be here. The prophetic intercessor of prophetic intercessors. The emergence of prophetic worship and on and on. The Kimball Knight who came and paid a price. Had satanic sacrifices laid at his door. Because he led prayer. None of us can overlook the sacrifice of Don and Martha Fento because often it's said today that this next generation, our ceiling is their floor. Well, if that's the case, in my generation, your ceiling is ours. But the church's one foundation is not a man or a woman alone. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ the Lord. 
Why am I doing this? Why am I talking this way? I don't know. I'm getting old, I guess. I lost my hair. Mounds took over the pastor of the Methodist, Franklin's Methodist Episcopal Church. Of course, he had his usual duties as a pastor, his usual responsibilities to his congregation, but his eye was on the larger picture. He had treated God. I'm reading you about the history of possibly the singular greatest man of prayer that affected this region. But he put his eye on a larger picture. He entreated God to show him a way to lift the sorrow and the darkness that engulfed the entire town. Then one day, God answered his prayer with an idea. Bounds would call the men of the town to join him in prayer every Tuesday evening in the town square and cry out to him for their city. Even if the idea might have seemed far-fetched, or frankly, much too simplistic to work, the men gave it a try. And for months, every Tuesday evening, they would gather on their knees in the town square and pray. And the sorrow and the darkness would lift. Slowly and surely, it worked. For every year, this faithful man, this faithful band called upon the Lord until God finally answered by fire. The revival came down without any previous announcement or plan and without the pastor sending for an evangelist to help him. Not only did Franklin, Tennessee begin to heal but God began to touch the hearts and awaken spirits all over the town. Mound's own congregation exploded from a few faithful believers to over 500. Within two years, Bounds knew that his work in Franklin was complete. He had buried his friend. brokenhearted pastor. A revival means a church on its knees confessing its sins. The sins of the individual and of the church. Confessing the sins of the times and of the community. So, now we'll 
So I need this removed, but somebody hold this. Maybe you can be the servant to hold that and remove this. Thank you, Steve. The problem in mentioning names, there's always more names to mention. So why am I doing this today? I don't fully know. There's times and seasons in God. And I don't know what we all see in part, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Steve Berger. Yeah, oh, there's an old Jesus people song, Little Country Church on the Edge of Town. People coming from miles all around. I grew up on all of that. We're all chosen. We're all chosen. You hear me? We're all chosen. But then God also lowers his scepter towards some for strategic times and strategic purposes. It might only be for a season. For some, they receive a statesman's anointing that is for a lifetime. Those are few. But for some, God lowers the scepter for a season and says, You're chosen. And dear Steve Berger, I've never heard you preach. We've had one short conversation. But the mantle of leadership has fallen on you. Not only for your house, but for this city and for this region. To help call forth amongst the band of wounded warriors. Amongst the band of wounded warriors to help call forth with a fresh mantle of leadership upon your life. To help call forth a city on its knees. I've just been 120 days confined basically in my house. Choose it, I didn't want it. It's 120 days, I think, today. It's been one of the hardest seasons I've ever walked through in my life. I didn't know if I was going to make it this time. It got that dark and that hard. had dreams about departing to the other side. Warnings. But then God. But then God. Yeah. So I just knew that I had to let go some more. I'm so tired of hearing the word let go. It's about the only word I've heard for six years. Let go. Let go. Let go. 
And every time I think I've let go, it's pause, and then he says, let go again. My favorite word right now, and you can edit this off, is crack. <laughs> but I hear that's really fertile ground. Jesus, help me. So all I knew come September, what I knew in September was that I had to do some more letting go. So I'm not leaving. I'm not departing. I'm not moving away to another city. I am releasing and empowering. Because this idea in God's heart is going to take everybody. Because together in Jesus we make a great team. I had a visitation from heaven. I was in utter weakness, and those who were closest to me knew it. I was detoxing off of ten extreme pain medications. I'd lost a lot of weight, and I was so weak. I just from the other side. And someone dear from heaven came on the other side. Stood. And said to me, you're needed on this side. Your assignment is not finished on this side. You must stay on this side. Shh. The messenger departed. And I was left in a heavenly atmosphere that abided, left pondering those words. Your assignment is not over. You're still needed on this side. And so, a few days later, I was still weak. I had to go to the ER again. And here's a miracle that I did not understand. I was going to have an IV. And I thought I was going to be there an hour. I was there for four and a half. Four and a half hours later, after blood work and scans, I got to give you a positive, and then we're going to. The doctor comes in, shakes my hand, says to me, 
Because I went through eight years of oncology, I was a former cancer, I went through cancer three times, I went through 13 years of stuff. He comes in there. I'm so weak. And he says to me, he shakes my hand and says, All your blood work is perfect. Me and my buddy who has a gift of faith. Even he dropped his jaw and scrolled up his face. And we're going, what? And he says to me, all your blood work is perfect. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, every vitamin, every mineral, all your electrolytes, everything is perfect. I have the printout that I can show. And then he says, not only that, all your organs are fine. Because I was starting to have organs shut down. I was having organs shut down in my body. And he looks at me and he says, And all your organs are fine. Your kidneys are fine. All your organs are fine. And we're looking at him and going like, What drugs is this boy on? No, we're going like, And then he shakes my hand the second time and he says this, Whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. Just keep on doing it. I was in my birthday suit. I put on my clothes and I walked out. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. Just keep on doing it. to let go some more and and so through prayer and agreement with the steering team of WCA and worship city prayer I looked with my eyes upon a man with a leadership gift and incredible qualities in God a veteran a prayer warrior and in one way we've actually never really fully had a chairman WCA in one way. I acted as it, but was never really in that way set in. By Lou, yes. But not by the leadership. Jerry has acted as a facilitator. But in one way, today's the day of a shift. Because today we are doing something with a, a better realm of government and alignment in the world. And with this in mind, I'm asking to start, we're going to do this in three parts. Prayer of Commissioning by Papa Apostle Don Finto and myself as the chairman and originator of WCA over Kimball Knight. Kimball being established fully in one way as the first authentic chairman to be empowered to lead. It is a new season. 
After that, I'm going to call specific ones up to receive Kimball. And then a third place of response. So, Don, would you come now and join me? And Kimball, um, maybe we could have a chair and put it right here. Yeah, great. Do, do you guys understand what we're doing? This is, I'm not moving to California and I'm not moving to, to Germany. Or I'm not moving to Israel. I'm here. But it's time to empower. It's time to release. And one person's graduation is everyone's graduation. So, Kimball, my friend and my covenant brother and his dear wife, Melinda, I want you to welcome the man we are commissioning to be the chairman of Worship City Alliance. first of all for all the kinds of things that are happening in this generation right now all over Middle Tennessee that are bringing the body of the Messiah together as one the body of Jesus together as one we thank you for the stirring that has happened in Worship City Alliance we thank you for what you for what you've released in this area through James Gall through Worship City Alliance and we thank you Lord for the faithfulness of Thank you, Lord, that he has a heart to see that revival goes all over the city and that, and that he will navigate this well. And so I put my hand of blessing upon him. I just pray, Lord, that you would be an increase of anointing. I pray, Lord, for an increase of power. You told us that power is ours because of your resurrection power that belongs in us. And I pray for a greater release. Kindle his wife, his family, his extended family, for this, all those that have been a part and will be a part of Worship City Alliance, we pray, Lord, for the return of miracles and power and visions and dreams, all to your glory. May the name of Jesus be continually upon our lips. May we, you said that the whole world would be filled with your glory, Lord. We accept that. And we, we, we move toward it and move into it. And pray, yes, Lord, for your release of this man to be a part of what's happening in this way. For the release of your strength, your power, and your name elevated. And we thank you in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. Father in this city, and yes, as an apostolic father in this city, 
you realize these words are right for me to put across my lips. So I'm doing it. <laughs> As an apostle in this city, I put my hand of blessing upon you again and commission you to this work. Amen. He forced me. He forced me to. As a prophet who was called to this city by Don Pinto and Stephen Mansfield and David Fitzpatrick and others, I speak with a joining of an apostle and a prophet in this city. We are not finished. We're just moving into the next arena. But we release governmental authority over this man for such a time as this. And I speak over you a mantle of Father Nash. Father Nash. Father Nash. Who behind the scenes opened the heavens for Charles Finney's revival. And so a mantle of a father Nash shall come upon you and your heart will be burning flames to gather pastors and gather leaders and stoke them with words of charge and words of commissioning. And so today, as veterans, we acknowledge a brother, we acknowledge a called one, and we commission you to leave Worship City Lions and anything else God puts within your sphere. gifts I want to give you quickly and then I will call it my first study guide Watchman on the Walls The Complete Works of Prayer The Classic Collections of Prayer Dude, some of these are hard for me to give away because they're the only copies I have but I know something called Amazon.com <laughs> message. It's a part of this city's DNA. It's a part of this city's call to be a city of refuge. Is that your people shall be my people. God's heart for Israel. My original crazy book called Wasted on Jesus. That's not in print. I only have two copies. You get one of the last two. Waste your life. Jesus. I only have two of this. Father, forgive us. It's the hardest book I ever wrote. 
identified the strongholds that had to be confessed in generational sin. You might have some of these, but I'm putting this on purpose because it's a part of the DNA. It's one of the first books in modern church history that was written on identificational repentance. I'm giving you my journals of prayer. My first three prayer books that got put together in a devotional called Empowered Prayer. Buddy, eat it, live it, and be it. I'm giving him seven gifts today. And the last one I'm giving you comes from other than Jesus, the man that impacted my life the most, Derek Prince. His fingerprints are still all over my life. This is where the apostolic foundation got laid in my life. He was my grandfather in prayer. I put a list of ten people together that impacted my life the most. Two women in it, my mother and my late wife. But the person at the top other than Jesus was Derek Prince. So I chose this especially because this is about apostolic foundation for the church. Spirit-filled believers. So I just give you these gifts as tokens today of prayer and apostolic foundation to help us and you build to take us further. Now, prayers of receiving. I want Jerry Bryant has been one of the original members of the Worship City Alliance and a facilitator and remaining on the WCA steering team. I would like for Scott McLeod to come. Scott McLeod, who also was one of the original members of the (laughs) Worship City Alliance steering team and the many roles we acknowledge Scott and Sarah with the Keeper of the Flame. I want Bob Perry to come. The man today who carries the torch. No prayer. But I'll lay my life down for that man. I'm yet going to be your best cheerleader and coach you've ever had, dude. We're going to even bulldog on your pant leg. I ain't going to let you go. And I'm calling up Betsy Hedden because she was the first with Acts 13 empowered prayer ministry released from WCA. And there's many that could be called. I'm asking Ray McCollum as one of the early church fathers in this region to then pray in behalf of pastors and receiving Kimball into this position. Now, I would like it if we could pray in that order. So if you wouldn't mind, um, Bob, so Scott, would you come right over here after Jerry? And then, Bob, you come here. You'd be next. Then Betsy and then Ray. Okay? 
So, Father, I just commend to you this now receiving blessing prayer. Because we're setting this thing in order. Father, thank you for this moment of transition. You can lay hands on it. Thank you for the kingdom priorities. Thank you for kingdom protocol. Lord, I know this man intimately, and his life has been sanctified and shaped through pain. As many of us. Lord, because of desire, there's been seasons of hiddenness, but it's the gate we walk through to transcend into a heavenly sphere where we can go back and forth with the prayers of the saints and the bowls are being tipped out. This man knows how to do this. I'm grateful for his friendship. And I receive him now as an adequate and intentional leader of Worship City Alliance. And we stand with you, Kimball. We stand to hold up your arms and strengthen your legs. Give him wisdom and a spirit of discernment. And great, great, great grace. Jesus' name. If I I could share just a vision that I was having as this was transpiring, and it was with James and Kimball. I saw you guys, it was like a relay race, and the passing of the baton, and and, the, and I, I just could see. I was like I was in a stadium. There's many watching. Many were part of it. And, and um, the Lord said, "This is not a fumble. It's a rumble." And as this transfer happened, all the people in the stands just start. You ever hear when they just start doing their feet on the? But it, they weren't just making noise. They were literally emptying out onto the onto the track. Many many runners started to come. Yes. And and it, and, it, and it was a rumble. There was a releasing. Wow. And uh, and James, you you've done well. You've done yes. well. Perseverance must finish its work. And both you, you you men have persevered. There's a finishing work. Yeah. And uh, and James, for you, I, I saw. Uh, I said, Lord, what about James? What's what's his next role? And and he's and the Lord said he's going vertical. Just as you, he's had you horizontal for all those days. He said, I'm taking him vertical now. And I, and I said, vertical? He said, yeah, kind of like Bob Jones, you know, the lightning rod, just just that place where you get the pure revelation. And, and, and it's funny you said cheerleader because it's exactly what the Lord said. You're going to be the greatest cheerleader of this Nash, team Nashville and giving personal information, divine information, lightning rod information from the Father. And it's, and it's, it's really profound. I got really excited. I just saw the Lord was just downloading that. And so, Lord, we just pray, and, and Father, we, we thank you for what you're doing with these mighty men, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this, this. This is not a fumble. It happens so many times in leadership transition. It's a rumble, or there's a releasing of the armies of God. There's an excitement, Lord, and, and there's a, a positioning that's happening, Father. Thank you for Kimball, Lord. We receive him, Lord. And I saw you as a coach. Like a, you really have an eye for the team. You, and a, you're a coordinator. And so, Lord, we just thank you for divine coordinates, Lord. Uh, Father, we just thank you that you will bless him and everything that concerns him, Father, for such a time, Lord. Lord, uh, body, soul, spirit, family, finances, Lord. Lord, we just speak divine order, divine protection, 
Uh, and Father, we just we rejoice in what's happening here today for on behalf of our city. In Jesus' name. Keep hearing Acts 14, verse 23, where it says the city fasted and prayed, and then they laid hands. And, and that's one of the formulas of impacting a city. And Lord, I stand before many here that have fasted and prayed, some for days, some for weeks, some for extended times, 21-day fast and 40-day fast. And Lord, like the book of Acts, chapter 14, Lord, when they fasted and prayed together, and laid hands on appointed men and appointed women, Lord, it caused a power to be released that changed the atmosphere over that city. And Lord, we believe today the culmination of many of the intercessors that have fasted and prayed, many of the churches, many of the ministries that have called days and weeks of fasting and prayer. And so, Lord, today we just see this gathering together, the momentum for the team, and, Lord, as a team, Lord, not only on this platform, but those that are sitting, standing, and representing hundreds and thousands of others, Lord, we just lay hands on Kimball, Lord, representing how you want to impact a city, how you want to bring transformation to a city, how you want to encounter a city. And, Lord, we just bless this work among each one of us and among King Kimball today. Transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Kimball, when I first read that James has said you were going to be taking over, my spirit just slept. I really bore witness to it. So I do receive you in, in, in representing the city, having been born here representing all of us today yes. as well as Acts 13 group modeled on Acts chapter 13 prophets and teachers who gather from the city from all different spheres of influence who affect nations Yes, we receive you we walk alongside you and we say that we are one with you Yes, yes. and one of the things I, wanted, I felt for you was that all that you poured into with Larry Lee and all that history behind you of tearing me for with Terry with me for one hour was it's been percolating in you and it is getting ready to explode and come out for such a time as this. All that anointing is there and it is coming back. Even as the Apostle Paul went away for years and years and years and came back and exploded. So I believe this is this is for you. And if I may, I wanted to read this over you and because I believe you're to have and carry this um, leadership impartation for this group, for our city's sake. It's such, been such a religious city. So I want to read uh, wisdom because you are going to have wisdom. You are a man of wisdom and humility. And here's, and here's what it is. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For wherever you have envy and selfish ambition... There you will find disorder in every evil practice, but 
the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace will raise a harvest of righteousness. And I call you a man of humility and wisdom, and I, we receive you as such. Yes. And, and I just want to say that when you feel resistance or even attack, I just heard the words that Heidi used to say, go lower still. Yeah. That yeah. that humility upon That's you it. is the wisdom that will bring back a harvest of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So we declare that over you. Amen. And I heard the Lord say of you, he is, yes, he is my knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. And the armor is shining because it is the armor of God. It is not your armor. It is the armor of God, every piece of it. So we just bless you and honor you today and say we are one together yes. with you. Yes. And the last word is, and they were all together in one accord. Mm-hmm. Yes. That over you. Yes. To my brother, thank you, James, for reminding all of us about our heritage, our history. And thank you, Don, for receiving me, you and L.H., Charles, Rubel, some of the, the men accepted me and then when you first came to the city I'm so proud to be one of the first friends that you had 23 years ago so I saw this line like this beautiful faithful line of God's men who know how to reach just back enough to pass that baton, yeah. Like, uh, like Don and LH, to guys like me, or me to guys like you. That's why you're given this place because that's your heart. That's your heart. Yeah, yes. The humility, the big-heartedness that you have, the wisdom. You're God's choice, and these men have chosen wisely and. We receive you. Yes, yes. We receive you. I'm so glad to submit my life and resources and aid in any way to help you in this call. Yes. As we walk out this amazing promise that before the coming of the Lord, there would be a spirit of Elijah that would turn the hearts of the children of the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. And that will save us from the curse. Yes. Yes. So we receive you. Thank you. Father, we seal this moment together in your name, in your presence. Yes, we pledge ourselves to unite uh, behind this leader and to aid and support and pray for him and his wife. And we can hardly wait to see all you're going to do through this man, his ministry, and us together in this city. In your name. Amen. 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 Amen.
the very beginning, I said it would be a very significant morning, and it is, isn't it? We want you as the body of witnesses to stand in agreement with us and what we've just done. Would you stand and would you extend your hand right now? We'd love to have everybody come up and pray and prophesy, but just do it from where you are. Speak it out. Lord, we do receive. Just repeat. Lord, we do receive. Kimball Knight as a gift to walk in leadership, wisdom, discernment, to be bold and courageous in the leadership of Worship City Alliance. We covenant to pray for you, honor you, to stand with you, for these are the hours that we must come as one. And we give you glory and praise, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Be seated, please. Kimball, we'd just like to see if you have anything you'd like to respond. (laughs) I'm deeply deeply humbled uh, by this. I'm deeply honored by this. I had no idea that it would be of this magnitude, spiritually speaking. One of my lifelong passages in Hebrew where it says, Abraham, search for a city with foundations whose builder and maker was God. And I fell in love with this city before I ever moved here. And I wondered why I moved here when I moved here. I've never met more resistance in all of my life. And all of that began to flush through me as the prayers were taking place here. And I encourage those of you who have been wounded, those of you who have suffered betrayal, those of you who have been hurt and rejected, your pioneers... And we pioneer, and you know a pioneer because he's the guy with the arrows in his back. And God allows a, a time and a moment to be able to lead. And, you know, I don't feel qualified, and I'm deeply honored, and I'm horrified at the thought of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to take a truckload of grace, but I believe we'll, we partner together that God will help us. I do love leaders. I do love pastors. And I believe, as I have pastored in this city for many years, it is so easy to be naturally, locally focused. I believe that if a city is going to be won, it will take a city church to win a city. And a city church is one church with many congregations. And being able to lift up my eyes from my local responsibilities in order to see a bigger picture, to see the city. The book of Revelation, God did not write to Smyrna, excuse me, to a a denomination. He wrote to a church. He wrote to a city church. And he's writing to Nashville. He's writing to us now. 
I challenge us all to transcend culture, transcend economics, transcend denominational barriers, transcend race, race and ethnicity, transcend all of that. I tried in the early days with this because of the great chasm that was even between black and white. And there's sometimes things die and seed goes into the ground and then sometimes God allows fruit to come forth. There's a 10-year mark here today that you don't know, but 10 biblically is often referred to as a number of testing. But there's a 10-year mark for me here today with this. So I thank you, and I refrain from saying anything else other than I'm with God's capability ready to lead and search for the city that Abraham did, a city with foundations. Whose builder, whose maker, whose architect is God? That's what I long for. I do have one other little moment of business if I'm the chairman. Uh, and, uh, so uh, we'd be careful. Be careful with that hand. <laughs> That's all right. I had, a, I had an incident. It's interesting how God puts us in vulnerable places of weakness. I was in California last week. I'm with an organization called uh, Shepherding the Shepherds, helping burnout pastors. And so I was training some pastors in Southern California, and I got messed my back up, and I was in so much pain. And I thought, I'm, I'm, I've got to have a chiropractor to get this thing back in shape. I didn't know the guy. never been to this guy. I was in Tustin, California. I'll give you his address if you want him. Um, but he adjusted me, and he was too aggressive in his adjustment, and he broke one of my ribs. And so um, I have uh, been in intense pain uh, to even breathe uh, with a rib broken. Um, if you could hold this. James, I, uh, I did not know what was going to take place here fully. You didn't, ever, you didn't share originally with me. You didn't share any of these details. If I had known this, I would have probably put my good clothes on or something and gotten cleaned up. But um, I do believe that honor is a part of something that God has placed in me. I understand it uh, in, a, in a way I think from God, and it's my calling to honor, uh, to bring honor. I want to create a culture of honor, even in this city. And as I have mentioned before, when we honor the intercessors, whomever you honor, you give authority to. And honor, uh, relating in the Hebrew fashion, uh, going back to Kabod and Kabed, as you take it in with glory, there's a great glory that comes as a result of honor. Isaiah 61 says, uh, I will give you double honor for your shame. Yeah. I have honored you uh, through the years since I met you and our children went to school together. A crazy prophet like you, but I knew deep inside who you were and who you are. And... I have I've stood with you as I know you with me, and we didn't even know it. And I was shocked when you asked me to do this. Shocked. I've been comfortable in my hiding place. So, so James uh, Gall instituted a award that we gave. The very first one went to Scott McLeod for his great work in the city called Keeper of the Flame. And we gave this to Scott, the first one, and then the year was coming out, and I turned to Jerry and I said, who better to receive this year's Keepers of the Flame Award than James Gall? So, 
So, I would like, I would like to read to you what, what this beautiful plaque says. In honor of 17 years as a prophetic, visionary voice, and for your sacrificial servant ministry to the city of Nashville and Middle Tennessee. In honor of your strategic leadership in the call 7707 and the founding of the Worship City Alliance, a gathering for leaders to seek the face of the Lord for revival. And in honor of training, mentoring, and mobilizing the Prayer Storm Army to keep the Moravian lamp lit for the next generation. September the 3rd, 2014, Worship City Alliance. And I put as a final one of your life scriptures at the bottom. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Because that's what you're, you're harvesting. And you stepping into a new level of harvest. And I agree with Scott's word about you being a cheerleader. You're stepping into a whole new realm. And your voice will be heard even in a magnitude that it hasn't been heard before. You, Because of your willingness, I've worked with a lot of pastors in a lot of cities through the years. Very few do what you're doing in a city. We're so territorial. We're so competitive. This is a kingdom act. And much can be done for the kingdom when nobody cares who gets the credit. So I bless you and I honor you today, keeper of the flame. <laughs> okay. Come on, Steve, one more time. Don't just stand. Thank you. It was a shock. I talked to these guys and you picked someone else for the keeper of the flame. <laughs> there's a time, there's a season. There's a reason I brought you here. There's a time and there's a season. And there's a reason I brought you here. Bringing together the alliance of leader, it's not one tribe, it's not one group, it takes the battalion.
to hear a city on its knees, 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 a city of light. so easy for him to share, but those moments of when he thought he was going to go home, it is true. So we honor you today, and we thank you for that. Now let's move on, and let's build. Amen. Amen. 